is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. All right, Chris, you ready to get a bit weird with this one? Never. A question for you, sir. Do you think, do you think there are aliens out there? Well, I hope not. Really? Because then otherwise science fiction is gone as a genre and it's all oh. science fact. <laughs> it's science fact, yeah. <laughs> That'd be boring. We're going to have to go and relabel everything in the bookshop science fact. Yes. Science fact so. yeah. Well, I'm sure not all it's right. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't feel that a, a faith in God uh, removes the possibility of aliens. All right. So, um, so do, do you think there are aliens? Um, on a gut level, No. Okay. On a hopeful level, yes. Yeah. Uh, because I, I love science fiction. I, I love the idea of of discovery, I guess. And I, and I think that the a lot of the popularity is of science fiction is this frontierism. Yeah. If you like, it's it's the next frontier. It's difficult to uh, get into space. It's difficult to get your head around the, the vast distances and, and the, the technology that would be needed to even discover another, an alien civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, as a, as a, as a sci-fi fan, yeah. I, I think you know, the idea itself is, is yeah. yeah, really fascinating and I'd, I'd love to, to see what would happen. Mm. Uh, if if we really discovered aliens, because those the story, I mean, the story is is well told, and, and being Australians, we we do come back constantly to what happens when a more advanced race <laughs> meets a less advanced race, and they're still fighting for rights as we speak. Yes, um, so that's not a good thing. So if there are aliens and they're advanced enough to get to visit us, then we're in deep trouble. And I think that's one of the underlying things, one of the many underlying things of, of sci-fi is that we are questioning who we are as a race and as people and individuals. And obviously, the best science fiction always comes with a philosophical kick in the pants, doesn't it? Mm, yes. And, it, and, and those, that's a, it's a great way of asking a question without confronting anyone. Um, yeah. Um, one, one of the best um, science fiction books i think i've ever read that my oh, favorite no, don't don't start with the oh the best science fiction you will never get off the email <laughs> uh, your yeah, favorite well, one of your personal yes one of my that most people these days will probably have never read mm. is a book called the forever war Ooh. and mm-hmm. it, it talks about what you talk about a conflict between earth and an alien species that right. that they come across and because of this this supremacy thing war breaks out instantly um but because of the time dilation effect um you know you've got people uh it follows the the fortunes of a of a you know 20 something um year old uh private who ends Mm. up i think becoming a a general if well perhaps not quite that high yeah um 
and becomes a, a scarred and battered veteran uh, <laughs> by the age of 34 because mm. he's fought six battles, but he's travelled uh, yeah, via yeah. time dilation sort of hundreds, hundreds and of years, thousands yeah. of light years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's that whole thing where they finally get to meet the alien civilization and they yeah. both ask the question, why did you fire first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was all a big misunderstanding. And I think that's, that's probably, and as you say that, I'm sure there's something just ticked in the back of my head that isn't that what we love about, um, about science fiction is the wonder, the massiveness of the universe and our ability to go into it is just so frustrating. I mean, they're only just now with the, with the Artemis project just being able to get human beings beyond the orbit of the moon. You know, and, like, and even then, it's only a few thousand kilometres out, but that's, that'll be the furthest man has gone into space is, you know, mm. just past the moon. That's like when the first, learning to drive by going up and down the driveway, you know? Yes. We, but, and yet we can look out into this universe and with, you know, the marvellous technology that's being developed, we can see further and farther and deeper and we, we know nothing, but it's such wonder. And I think that it's the wonder of science fiction that I quite enjoy as well. Yes. And I, I, I wonder whether I wonder I wonder whether we um, what what God says about that. And I think there's a really cool bit in the Bible that has always struck me. And I'll, I'll just share this with you. So I think that it's where that where God creates everything. Right? God creates the universe, and it says you know why He created the universe, and He says He created the universe so that you would be able to tell seasons and days and times and know that you know when to plant and when to harvest because of the stars and the suns and the lights in the sky all moving. And it struck me one day that basically what God has done is put us on this planet, like he said, created it just for us, and then put this enormous multi-billion kilometer thing, massive universe there as a wristwatch. All it is, is a way for us to keep time. And so we look up at that massive wristwatch that goes on for, you know, what looks like eternity. We look at that and either we can feel incredibly small because compared to that, we're nothing, mm. or we can feel incredibly big because that watch is there for us. Yes. And no one else. And in, some, in some ways, doesn't that encapsulate how we feel about God? We're incredibly small in one sense. Yeah. Because if you imagine you know, such a huge God who's created that universe and yet really big in that he did it because he loves us. He loves me. He loves you. And there's, there's something in that which I think the human perception can't grasp because we're, we're tied into uh, Google Maps or Google, <laughs> Google Earth. I don't know whether you've ever done that, yeah, yeah, that experiment yeah. where it zooms out. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, that, yep. you know, you've got somebody oh, lying on a blanket in California and it yeah. zooms out and suddenly the universe is there before you. For us, all that does is turn us from big into really, really, really small. And even smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. yeah. But I believe that God can see that. Yeah. But at the same time he's seeing the whole universe, he can still see each of us as really big. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, our understanding of God just becomes something we can't do. Yeah. To understand how God can do both at the same time and yet we're stuck. We can either do one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and I think for me that's one of the wonders of the universe that we have is that it actually highlights the fact that we got no chance of understanding God, <laughs> um, but he, he's magnificent. And the, the wonders of the universe, I mean, Louis Giglio is, is a guy who has some great uh, YouTube videos on okay. how the universe 
was created by God for what you said because it, it's it enables you know the earth mm-hmm. to be the, the the place that we need right here and now for life on earth. Well, they call it the Goldilocks. Yeah, zone. Not too hot, not too cold. Yeah, and there's porridge. So that's the great thing about the world with yeah. honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I wonder if we we the science fiction. I wonder how much of because the, the science fiction and like I teach creative writing and I teach a lot of fantasy and science fiction writing. It's amazing how many Christians think fantasy and science fiction are just wrong. Which is I'm sorry, it's just I'm sorry you can't be a Christian and like that sort of stuff. Oh. And there is, there is actually, there is. I'm a, in trouble. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm sorry, you, you've just lost your job. I mean, there are works by, uh, like Philip Pullman, his um, Golden Compass, and that that series. He deliberately has said, "This is my way of saying God doesn't exist." Yes. And he's written this. They're great stories. They're really interesting. I don't get that from his stories. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. funny, and I, and I wonder how many people are finding wonder in science fiction that's there, but the writers of it didn't intend it to be there. I'm sure that happens, yes, most definitely. Um, And I I think in some ways, you know, people have um, uh, made science fiction the the bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Because of the the, the fact that if if we think outside, you know, the the biblical earth, then we're going against God's... um, will or yeah, whatever yeah. um but i th- i think really one of the biggest things that makes us human is the fact that we have a sense of wonder mm. um and i don't think god puts um that sort of constraint mm. on what if yeah and and science fiction in in, in essence the good science fiction is really you know, people stretching their minds to that what if yeah. point um Beyond what we understand, I mean, and you know, aliens and alien worlds and things are very much beyond our understanding, because it's. I mean, we've already discovered that you know the thing, the bones that they they dig up for dinosaurs for for decades, we've thought they were scaly lizard type beasts. Yeah. <laughs> now it turns out half of them had purple feathers. Yeah. I yeah. mean. What I, what I find interesting, and you just dropped it there, is how often we talk about, well, now we know that science has told us. We know, we don't. Some no. people over there thought so, and some scientists have written papers on it. I don't know. I didn't discover it, but it's funny how we just, we all take yes. on that discovery as our own, isn't it? Yes, is that exactly. Weird? It's very it's, inclusive it's, in that sense. The thing that gets me is that if there are aliens out there, why not? There's nothing I can see in the Bible that says no. Just that God didn't tell us. Yeah. And therefore, it's not something that we need to be overly concerned about, but it's not something that is relevant to our life with him on this earth at this time. I agree. And in some ways, if you think about the whole story of the Bible, it's about the children of God um, reaching out to aliens, yeah. and in, in fact, I, I, I think some of the <laughs> hang on, hang on, what? 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 some of the translations that yeah. talk about foreigners or immigrants coming into oh, yeah. yep. the Israeli yep. um, camp or, or yeah. cities are, are referred to as aliens. Yeah. They, they are they are strange and unknown, and there are actually quite um, specific rules 
about how to treat the alien, the aliens coming yeah. into your culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I think it gives a lot more freedom to aliens than we would <laughs> give to people who came to visit our planet. Well, actually, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, um, what's the South African movie? District 9 oh, <clears> yes. with the aliens <clears throat> are basically refugees from another planet and they yeah. get treated very poorly. And I think, yeah, that, that's a, that was a brilliant example of science fiction saying, hey, look at these people, look at these aliens, look at how we treat them. Mm. And from a, written in South Africa at that time, it was tremendously profound and yes, quite frightening. And provocative. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think I like that we can imagine and can dream and can be wonder struck by science fiction. Yes. But I think, too, it's wonderful to be able to be challenged by that stuff. Yeah, and I, I think we shouldn't blanket it. There's, there is some really bad science fiction out there. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. That Did you actually mention L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for um, legal reasons, we won't but, mention L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. No, but yes. or any of the movies or made John of his Revolta books. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's, we've, I think we've got to be careful to um, uh, not sort of lump great literary works and with, with, lumps yeah. uh, in, in the same it's like category. Any, it's like any writing. Some of it could yeah. be good and some of it will be rubbish. But, uh, but I think the concept of it um, is, is allows the, the, the growth of the human imagination. Um, and uh, that's why God gave us one. Uh, I think it's, it's closed-in thinking, which has done more damage to the Christian faith than um, expansionist, um, mm. out-of-the-box thinking yeah. ever has. So we should be reading for wonder. Yes, and both sorts. I wonder what that is. And wow, that is wonderful. Uh, I, think, I think both equal measure. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.